podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the poll tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me? He asked. Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked them, whose image is this and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. And as always, we pray the Lord might bless the reading of his word today. Today's our final instalment of our Amazed series. And I'd encourage you to keep looking, to keep digging. Um, And if you've not had a chance to catch up on the last few weeks, just spend time having a look and just seeing what the Word has got to say to us in our day to day. There are so many amazing accounts and truths that we find in this wonderful book. Today, Jesus is in a a position where the Pharisees and Herodians on this occasion are trying to trap him in his answers. They're trying to question him in such a way that they almost feel like they're backing him into a corner where he's going to say something wrong. They are desperate to discredit him, to try and trip him up in his words. But once again... Jesus leaves them absolutely amazed at his response. Lolly's read for us from Mark chapter 12, verse 13 through 17. And these Pharisees, these Herodians, they're they're Jewish teachers. They're the hierarchy, if you like. They're desperately trying to trip Jesus up in his words. And they come up with a plan. Um, to do what they think is going to back him into this, this corner. And they come to Jesus with a taxing question. Excuse the pun. Um, obviously, they come to Jesus with a question about tax. <laughs> um, now, this particular tax was a tax that was there for those that weren't Roman citizens by birth. So it's a tax that was controversial that if you were living in an area that was occupied by the Roman Empire and you weren't a Roman citizen, you had to pay this particular tax. And they, with that information and with that knowledge, you can see that that they try to draw Jesus into a trap. And... This is the truth of the story, that they're so desperate to trip him up that they say all sorts of flowery words in order to try and draw Jesus in. 
And then at the end of this account, we'll see that they're left amazed. But I wonder what they do with what they hear. And that's our challenge before I continue today. That's for you to think about. What are you gonna do with what you hear? They try desperately to trap Jesus with a, a worldly question about worldly things. And Jesus is so wise and so aware of their aim to try and trap him and to trip him up. Says Jesus in verse, um, verse 15, but Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Jesus knew it was a worldly question about worldly things and a worldly response would get him in hot water. A worldly response to worldly things would cause issue. So rather than give a worldly answer, Jesus straight away puts them on the back foot. In his wisdom and his understanding, he goes straight away, why are you trying to trap me? Why are you trying to trap me? And can you imagine that? I mean, if you're in a conversation with somebody and, and they try and trip you up and the first thing you say back to them is, why are you trying to trap me? Straight away, you, you're, on the, you're on the winning side. You're on the, in the upper hand in that situation because they feel like, oh no. He asked them to go and get a denarius. Go and get a coin. Go fetch one. Let's have a look. And as they do that, they bring it to Jesus and he looks at the coin. He flips it over, he looks at the other side. And he says, whose image is this? Who, whose inscription is this on this coin? And of course they rightly answer, well, it, it, it's Caesar's. <laughs> they replied. And Jesus says this, he says, give back to Caesar what's Caesar's, and to God, what's God's? And they are absolutely amazed. He has taken what, he's a, at what they saw as a, a trap. Jesus is backed in a corner, because if he says, well, don't pay your tax, then we're winning, because we'll just get him arrested. And if he says, well, you have to give everything in, uh, in submission to the rulers and authorities on planet Earth and don't worry about God, then, well, they've backed him into a corner because, oh, well, what about God? And then, but you see Jesus in such a way as he says, well, who, whose is this? Well, then give it back to him. So give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's. As Christians, we can draw so much from this short account, this short passage, when it comes to worldly questioning. Um, and, and we know that those things exist out there that are so difficult, seemingly difficult to answer um, without opinion. And, and, and this is the key, okay? At, at Hope, we often discuss um, what matters the most. Is it our opinion or is it truth? When we go through our Bible studies, it's a, it's a, a question that comes up really often. What matters the most, our opinion or the truth? Our opinion or the truth? The answer always, but always, is the same. 
Only truth matters. Only the truth matters. And if we don't know the truth, then go and look for the truth before you give opinion. If you don't know the truth, go and look for the truth before you give opinion. And, it, and that is a, a life lesson for us as Christians, as the word teaches us here, that we have to know, okay? We have to be absolutely sure. We know what the truth is. We know why we stand there. We're not saying that that's what has to happen, but we know what the word of God says. And if we want to be in a relationship with God, then these are the things that we have to do. This is what the word says. It's not Matthew's opinion. It's what the word says. And that's so paramount in the world that we live in. There are many occasions where worldly questioning occurs. Many different situations and circumstances, whether that be at work or at college or at uni, whether it's at school, whether it's just on your day-to-day, -day, perhaps out around town or taking uh, the dogs out for a walk, whatever it is, these questions, these conversations can arise and we have to be ready. We have to be on guard. We have to be fully equipped with the full armour on, expecting that God will help us in those moments, that the Holy Spirit will guide us and help us to give the right answer. The goal in these moments is never to give opinion. It would have been so easy for Jesus as, as a Jew, as a non-Roman citizen, to have said, well, in all honesty, it's a nonsense tax anyway. I mean, why should we pay it? You see, my opinion is, forget it. But of course, that would have landed him in a position where he was fallen into the trap, if you like, that the Pharisees and the Herodians had set. But we, as Christians, we have the truth in hand. Jesus had the truth in hand. And as Christians, we too have that same opportunity. We can have the truth in hand. That's why it's so important to know the word of God, to understand it, to spend time studying it, so that we are in a position where we know the truth and we have it in hand. We're armed with it. And that's the only thing that is going to help us in these moments and situations. I will often say to those who question where we stand, that it isn't my opinion. It's not what I think or what I want to happen. It's not my opinion that matters, but rather it's what the word of God says. And, and that is our measuring stick. The word of God is that. If we have issue with that, or if somebody brings something to you and has an issue with what the word of God says, then the answer is always, well, take it up with the author. I, I, can't, I can't change what it says here. I, I, I believe in it. I stand by it. But it isn't my opinion. It's what the word of God says. And if you have an issue, then take it up with the author. So often, if we're not careful, in the heat of the moment, we can get trapped in opinion. And that puts us in a really awkward spot where hurt and upset can follow. So we have to stick to God's word. We have to stay in line with the truth and we have to adhere to what the word of God says. If it isn't in the book, then it isn't valid. It's not my opinion. It's not your opinion. That's not valid either. Only his word 
And his word, church, has lasted the test of time and will continue to last the test of time. This is the other thing that we sometimes forget as Christians. We're like, oof, you know, it's an old book. It, it is so relevant and as relevant today as it was when it was written. You see, the relevance is so clear for us when we see things like this that we know that if we get backed into a corner, seemingly in a trap, the way out is the truth and the way out is with the word. Not what I think, what the word says. And the response of the, the Pharisees and the Herodians is, is the only response in this scenario, is they are just completely amazed at Jesus. That Jesus has brought about the only answer that, that stops him from being trapped and, and all, almost makes them look foolish in the moment. It says in verse 17 that they were amazed at him. And of course they were. He'd shown them how foolish they were. The question is, did it make any difference to their lives? Did they change their ways? And that's the reality of the word of God. We might look at it and we might be amazed. We might look at it, we might be challenged by it. But is it doing anything to our hearts? Are we allowing it to change us? Jesus gives instruction. He simply says, Give to Caesar what's his, and give to God what's God's. So many can be amazed at a sermon. So many can be amazed at a preacher. So many can be amazed at, at the Bible teaching that perhaps comes out of a church. But being amazed isn't being changed. Being amazed isn't being changed. The key is to allow God's word to change you to learn from it, to grow in it, to step into change. Not just to hear the word, but to do the word, to, to step into what God has called us to do. The question I suppose that we could have here is, well, what's Caesar's? Well, what's God's first of all? Well, everything. How do I know? It's not my opinion, it's what the Word of God says. So what's Caesar's? Well, everything that God has given him. Did, did you hear me? What's God's? Everything. What's Caesar's? Whatever God's given to him. Romans chapter 13 and verse 1, Paul says this, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. In other words, if somebody is in power, it's because God has allowed them to be there. That's sometimes hard for us to grasp, isn't it? But, but this is what the Word of God says. Well, is that your opinion, Matt? No, it's what the Word of God says. And this is the truth, then, that we see here in these moments. And in this, then, this is why Jesus' answer is so very good. There is no wiggle room. Because even if they'd have tried to come at him with, oh, well, what about this and what about that? The answer is, well, God is, owns everything, but he's put Caesar in power, so give to Caesar what Caesar's. There is no wiggle room whatsoever. And so then, with the word of God, we have to listen, we have to learn, and we have to allow God to work change 
in our life. Don't just be amazed, but be ready to change. Be ready for change so that God can shape you into what he's called you to be. Let's pray. Lord, we just are amazed at your word. We thank you for it today. And we just pray that you would just continue to speak into our hearts, continue to speak into our lives. Lord, help us to just look into your word, to study it more, to search these truths. And Father, help us to be ready, ready for action, ready to serve you. We thank you for your word and for the amazement of it. And we pray that you would just help us to grow in it. We ask all of these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So again, church, thank you so much for joining with us online. Uh, it's great to know that you're, you're tuning in. Leave us a, a comment. Let us uh, know how you are and uh, we'll respond and, and see how everybody's getting on. But it's great, to, great to, uh, to spend time with you and hopefully we'll get to see you very soon. God bless. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.